Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Welcome to the Press Box, a radio show. When you turn us on, you're gonna be in the know. Cause we're working all the time. Yes, sorry. Checking every storyline. We got it. How do you do? Now we're in the Press Box. Everything will be alright. Shoot it, big fella. He does. And he nailed it. Party time in T-Town. Well, it's Chris and a ham, J.D. on the coast, and Mike is working the beat in the whole damn state. Cause we working all the time. Good. Checking every storyline. Oh, do it, baby. Now we're in the press box. Everything will be all right. Trip stack right side, pitch to Carnell, who will throw a wide open Anthony Mitch. Touchdown, Tiger. Here we go. On and on and on and on. That's what we do. Checking every storyline. Big, big, big. Welcome to the press box. Everything will be all right. It's cut. Wow. This game's about the money, but it's about the ring. And it's worth 70000 a big ring. A big blanking ring. Seismic loads it up. Out of the backfield of Walker. Far side 30. Wide open. Lob into the end zone. Garrett there. Touchdown, Washington Redskins. We are back. Here comes the fun bunch in the end zone. The Redskins' entire season had come down to fourth and a yard. The Redskins bet the farm on the Hogs. Go. Goal line, goal line. I left tight wing, 70 chip on white. Ready? Here comes the diesel. Here comes the diesel. Yellow 41! Yellow 41! There's the snap hand of Wiggins. Good hole. He's got the first down to 40. He's gone. mind what was emblazoned there was terry bradshaw namath running off the field waving his finger and at that moment ball went up finger went up and we were champions of the world indeed they were the date was january 30th 1983 hall and oates had the number one song in the land with man eater and joe theisman became a world champion he's been the nfl mvp nfl man of the year Great college career at Notre Dame, member of the College Football Hall of Fame, and a world-class broadcaster as well. Kind enough to join us here inside the press box, along with Mike and Chris and Brad. Thanks so much for spending time with us, Joe. And I'm guessing it never tires of being known as a Super Bowl champion. Mike, thank you. I actually, I, I got goosebumps. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> listening, listening to that again, I, I did. I got goosebumps. I mean, it's just a. You know, it is. It's it's a memory that's etched in my mind forever. I can see John running down the field, and I'm yelling at Clint Didier, don't clip anybody, don't clip anybody, they're not going to catch me. Um, I mean, it's uh, it truly is a once-in-a-lifetime moment. And, I, and, you know, the guys are getting ready for that on Sunday. 
um, you know, these teams have got a lot of guys that have never been on this stage with this opportunity. And that's what makes it so exciting. I, Joe, it's Chris, and I, I'm just curious, is that the first time you've ever been introduced in conjunction with Hall & Oates? Yes, as a matter of fact, one of my favorite okay. groups, I know, and we, we truly were man-eaters that yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so it just coincidentally worked out very well. Yeah, You were indeed. You were indeed. Tell me, tell and you kind of alluded to it, but tell me about this week, or really a two-week stretch, um, and, and how tough it is mentally. From a player's well, perspective, you know, it's interesting. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. It, it's That's interesting not... because the first championship, the one against Miami, was one week. Remember, that was a strike year. We only played yeah. nine games that year. We were eight and one. So we only played nine games, and uh, everybody sort of entered as a wild card. So, you know, we had to beat Detroit. We had to beat, um, I think we beat the Rams uh, into this. Uh, and so, you know, we, you know, you sort of stay in a rhythm. It's just like, it's just like the playoffs were for a lot of teams. Staying healthy is a big key, but you just sort of stay in a rhythm. You know, you have your routines. We're very routine oriented. I think a lot of people are, but athletes in particular. Um, the second one was a little more disconcerting for me because we did have two weeks. You had a chance to sort of get out of the rhythm. You, you know, I, I had a great practice on Friday um, of the second Super Bowl, Super Bowl 18, and I didn't play worth a darn on Sunday. I, I didn't make good decisions. Uh, it seemed like everything was just a little amiss. And that's what I love about football. You get one shot. You get one three-hour, roughly three-hour period to have a shot at the brass ring. You don't get seven games like in other major sports. You don't get you don't get multiple sets. You know, you get one shot, and, and that's it. And, you know, for the guys that go there, I think they look back on it and say, what could I have done differently? And I, I certainly did in the second one. The first one's just like a dream. Just like I'm floating on a cloud. I, I still float around on a cloud when I look at that ring and I go, wow. Man, we were – it was an unbelievable group of guys that really, really pulled together and cared about one another. But um, the, the week, you have to manage it. And this is where the – I think that the most important part of this week for coaches is managing the players, managing their time, managing the practices. And this is where a veteran group makes a world of difference. We've read and heard about situations during Super Bowl weeks where guys get a little crazy. Some never make it to the game. Some don't wind up dressing in a game for whatever reason. You know, they, they, make, they miss that one chance to be able to contribute. And maybe the team loses. And then you, you know, I don't care how strong you are. You beat yourself up. What could I have done differently if I was, you know, if I'd just not done this? But it's, um, it's more mental than anything in this particular week. Joe, this is uh, this is a real treat, uh, a real honor to get to talk to you. We appreciate you coming on the show uh, today. I'm just kind of curious. I, I I watched. I took my son to see the Kurt Warner movie last night. This idea sure. that you know you you have a dream and you and you compete and you work and you sacrifice and then you realize that dream, um, and then there's everything that comes after it. And you're not a guy who went and retired in the mountains and were reclusive. You you're out there broadcasting and acting, and and I mean you're 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 still you're still out there, uh, visible, contributing in a lot of different areas. I, I just wonder what is the 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 thrill, the the chase for for you personally. Um, what, what is kind of the the day to day, the 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 thing day to day that you're up and striving for. 
Well, one, one, I love a challenge. I've always, you know, everybody told me I was too small to play college football coming out of high school at 152 pounds. And they told me I wasn't big enough to play professional football. And, and, and really what I've evolved to it, I was a, I was a selfish individual over, you know, I guess you could say with all the accolades I got in professional football, I came a bit, I became a bit selfish and what could I get for me? And then after my leg got broken, it, it was a very humbling experience to me. You know, I've done some shows with Mike Tyson. I just want to share this one little quote from Mike that I think makes so much sense. He said, we were talking one day, and he said, you know, Joe, if you don't find humility, life will find it for you. <laughs> and I think that is so prophetic. And for me, uh, after I my leg got better and I got back to, to doing things, and, you know, I wanted to be a different person than I was. I wanted to appreciate the people around me. I wanted to help people. Uh, in any way I can. Uh, you know, if you go to my website, for example, I, I, I sign autographs. I sign pictures, autographs, pennants, helmets. And I ask for a donation to St. Jude's Children's Research Center. I wish I'd have done it so much earlier in my career when the, you know, the letters were so much more and, and possibly we could have raised, raised more money for the research. Um, I sit on the board of, uh, you know, the children. I sat on the board of the Children's Hospital National Medical Center here. And of course, I, I host a... Uh, um, a uh, fundraiser for the V Foundation. So, you know, to me, it's all about what can I do for someone else now? I, I, not me. What can I, I don't, I don't care about me. I care about other people. How can you put a smile on somebody else's face? How can you make someone else feel better? That's, that's my mission in life now is what can I do to help someone with their life? and get better. And so it came from a very humbling experience. You know, I was, like I said, I was on top of the mountain. You know, you do, yeah. you win a world championship. You're an MVP of the national football league. You'll love this. 1984. I was the fourth highest paid player in national football league at a million dollars a year. <laughs> oh. guys, guys learn that in a half a week nowadays and, and God bless yeah. them. Good for them. But uh, it just really became a uh, it became a revelation for me of, of really who I wanted to be going forward in my life. And every day I wake up, it's like, you know, whose life can I make better today? Great stuff. Joe Theismann, our guest here inside the press box. And forgive me for asking this, but I've gone through some health things my, myself the last few years. So I know what it's like to be asked this constantly. So forgive me for asking you to revisit this. But when you brought it up, how how is the leg? How, thank how you. Is, no, is it thank you for asking. I appreciate today. it. It's good. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm limited on some things. So my, you know, my back, uh, it's shorter, so I wear an orthotic, which means I can't yeah. really wear the funky shoes I want to wear all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, I mean, it's a little bit of arthritis in the knee, not much. A um, little bit of a back issue every now and then. Uh, I can't really drive. You know, I, I can't hit the ball. I think it's my leg. I can't hit the ball as far as I did on a golf course because I lose a little bit of drive on it. Which brings, but I thank you for asking, and I'm doing, you know, knock on wood, extremely well considering it's been 36 years. But which takes us to a little bit of a point for those that are Cowboy fans in the area that are listening. You know, I look at Dak Prescott this year. the The broken leg is a two year injury. I don't care who you think you are or what you think you saw him do. He wasn't healthy. First, it was the shoulder. Then it was the calf. Um, and and then it's a long season. And I think Dak will be back to being what everybody expects Dak to be and was in the past going forward now. But this particular year, I don't believe I said it all along. I don't believe he's 100 percent healthy. I don't believe he's where he was or needs to be to play this game at the level that he needed to. 
Um, and you could see it as the year went on. It, it just got a little more tired, but I think he'll come back. But that's the thing that I fight with the leg is just trying. I work out three days a week. Uh, I really try and stay in shape with it. I can, you know, I can't run much anymore. Never. We didn't want to ran for my life so many times. I'm tired of running. So, yeah. um, you know, I'll get on a bike and, and my wife will walk and I'll get on a bike because Robin's a machine. She just goes forever. Um, but yeah, you, you know, you, you just, life has to have a purpose for people. This is the thing that I try listen to me. You get up in the morning. There's, there's gotta be a reason something out there has got to get you going and say, I can't, I can't wait to do this. I'm excited to do that. If you take that approach, then, you know, every day becomes an adventure, a fun adventure, not one of, Oh my gosh, you know, now I have to go do this. And it's the same way with the job. I mean, if you don't like your job, get out, go do something else. Life's too darn short. Um, you know, and I, I'll share this story with you too, because I think it's very prophetic. One I shared with you from Mike Tyson. This one comes from Lawrence Taylor. Um, about four years after the injury, uh, LT, of course, he was the one that broke my leg. And, uh, actually people come up and say, Joe, we're really sorry you broke your leg. And I correct them. I, you know, I didn't break my, leg. <laughs> Lawrence Taylor broke my leg. So we got to make right. sure that everybody understands that. But we were, uh, he had a hill. restaurant up in Jersey and he asked me to come up and it was one of those where they host the people in the restaurant the radio show and stuff and they played the injury behind us and i um i looked at lt and i said you and i are forever going to be connected through this injury we know how it affected me it ended my career how did it affect you and he said joe i learned a great lesson that night that no matter how great you are what you do it can be over in an instant and that every day you have to get the most out of a day every day you have to try and be the best you can possibly be and that next year he became defensive player of the year but but you know, I, I, you know, I'm not saying that that was the sole reason because he was just an incredible, credible football player. Um, but you just really have to try and get the best out of every day. I mean, and, and you know, you can't sit back on your laurels. That's what happened to me in Super Bowl 18. I'd already been there. I won a championship. Look, I had my ring. Hey, yay, yay for me. Um, I didn't focus. I didn't study. I didn't put the time in that I needed to to be the best I could be. And that's why, that's why I look at, you know, Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw, Tom Brady. No, my gosh, nobody, nobody will touch Tom's record. now. I think we can unequivocally say that that will never be broken in football. Um, you know, it wasn't, they weren't satisfied with one, you know, Peyton's the same way. Eli's the same way. Troy's the same way. You know, that, I look at those guys and I say, you know, something, you did something. I, I took for granted the situation that I had and I didn't apply myself the way I should have. And, and I say this to everybody out there. And, you know, this is the amazing thing to me when I look at when I look at Alabama, some football team and the job that Nick has done down there um, with his players. I think he makes that very evident to them every day that this is a tremendous opportunity for you to be able to play college football. Number one, to get an education, I should say, get an education first, play college football and then be able to represent the universities, whether it's Auburn or Alabama, whatever it is. But, man, if, if you don't if you don't seize that moment, it's gone and it never comes back. Life is not life is not an ESPN instant replay. You know, it's it's something you really have to go after every day and, and enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the people around you. You reference Alabama. Bryce Young just won the Heisman. And, and so many times somebody like yourself that that played in a different era and you had a fantastic career, obviously. But so many times you go, man, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to play the guys of today. It seems to me, as I recall, with your skill set, it would have been even more of a fit for the National Football League today than it was then. Am I remembering that correctly? Well, you know, it's funny you say that. Actually not. I probably wouldn't even gotten drafted because they'd consider me too small. 
I was about okay. I was about 172 pounds when I came out of college. I was a little under six feet. So I would have been too thin, undersized, and too much of a risk, I think, in this day and age. But I, I, you know, I, I get the biggest kick out of people come up and say, the athletes today are so much better than the athletes when you played. I said, okay, I would put Lawrence Taylor up against any linebacker in football. I would put Everson Walls up against any corner in football. I would put Mike Haynes up against anybody. And I, I guess my question to this person would be, if you think that these athletes are so much better, why are the guys that I had a chance to compete against and play with in the Hall of Fame the greatest honor you can receive in professional football? So every team has has people that are stars. It's the supporting cast that's going to make a difference. It's like this Super Bowl coming up. We're, I, I think it's going to be somebody maybe you don't expect that's going to make the play or a series of plays. There's the Aaron Donalds, you know, there's the, 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 the Jalen Ramsey's there's, you know, the Matthew Stafford's and the Joe Burrows and the Jamar chases. I mean, they're the ones everybody's going to talk about, but maybe it's Joe Mixon. You know, you, you just don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's an offensive lineman when the ball gets knocked out of the quarterback's hands late in the game and he jumps on it and recovers a fumble. How big is that in a game to be able to keep a drive going? We, Joe, we, nobody, we, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes almost pulled it out, you know, but yet he was running. I goodness knows what he was doing uh, in that second half. Um, but, you know, you had an offensive lineman jump on a fumble where they almost would have lost it at that point. So, you know, to me, it's 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 an exciting it's an exciting world that we live in. I've always said this football is a microcosm of society. Every problem, every wonderful thing exists in our world of roughly three thousand people. That's that's front office staff, coaching staff, as, as well as players. It's a very small group of, of people, but even the fraternity that's won world championships is even smaller. I think I'm, I'm pretty close to this. There's only been 37 or 38 of us that have won world championships. And, you know, after this Sunday, there's going to be one more because neither of these guys have been there. And I'm excited. If I, I had a chance to spend some time with Joe Burrow. We did a preseason game. What a terrific young man. And, you know, you just you got to root, you know, inside your heart to root for Matthew Stafford because and he has more pressure on him than anybody, because this is the deal that L.A. made. They made this deal to get them where they are and win a championship, not get here, but win the championship. That's what they, they gave up all that to get where they are. So, right. You know, it was an all in. You know, it's like sitting at the poker table. I'm going all in. They did. Forgive me. I need about a 20 second answer on this because we're up against the, the hard break. As great as the career was, how cool was Cannonball Run to? Oh man, what an unbelievable! I mean, Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise, uh, Shirley McLean, oh, we heard the, yeah, uh, Jackie we, we Can, the- uh, Catherine Box, Susan Anton. The list goes on and on and on yeah. and on. Uh, watching Sammy Davis Jr. spin uh, six shooters uh, in the breaks, it was a uh, it was a great experience. Burt is certainly missed. I love them very much. He was a dear friend. And, you know, he's passed now, and he's watching all of us now. And he's got a great seat for the ball game on Sunday, I guarantee you. Joe, you are extremely you, gracious. Man. Yeah, yeah. Extremely gracious with your time. Thanks so much. Always enjoy talking to you, and uh, appreciate you being on with us. Love visiting with you guys. Thank you. We'll do it again. Take Thanks, care. Joe. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday coming up again. Champ of Super Bowl 17. He is Joe Theismann here inside the press box. Yeah, cannonball run, too. Just fantastic. Oh, Just fantastic. And uh, he told a great story. I-, I had a chance to introduce him down in Mobile years ago. He told the story about, you know, the Theismann Theismann thing. 
He grew yeah. up. He grew up as, as, as Joe Thiesman. That's was, his name. It was a sports information director at Notre Dame that got him to change Dude, the pronunciation. They wanted yeah. to do the rhyme. Thiesman yeah. 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 for Heisman. That's it. That's why the name changed. More Crazy. coming up. Press box continues after a quick timeout.